Hey, what's up? This is Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram, and I'm here to let you know a little bit about Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I. They are your one-stop place to go to for anything pop culture related, anything from clothes to games, Blu-rays to action figures. If you want any of that, Zavi is your one-stop shop from Marvel, DC to anything else. Harry Potter, Kill Bill, they got it all. Use code TYLER20 for 20% off all clothes. Or code Tyler10 for 10% off anything else store wide. All right, now let's get back to the show. You guys, the Snyder Cut does not exist. You guys who keep asking for it and saying it exists and saying Warner Brothers hashtag release Snyder Cut. It, you guys are it, are ignorant. You guys are dumb. It does not exist. So stop asking. You'll never get it. Snyder Cut. We got Snyder Cut. After years of people online saying it doesn't exist, that we're foolish, that we're fanboys, that we're wishing for something we're never gonna see. We finally, after what, four years? Three and a half plus? I don't know, but it's been a long time. And we finally have a Snyder Cut confirmed. It's gonna be on HBO Max in 2021. And that's, your HBO Max is definitely gonna get my subscription. I'm, I gotta see that Snyder Cut. I gotta see Dark Side. Hopefully we see Dark Side, Green Lantern. Uh, I'm really pumped for that. Well, welcome. This is the Tyler G Show. I'm Tyler G. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Batman Figs, where I do toy photography. And I also have a separate Instagram for this show, Tyler G Show. I'll have all my links down in the description box below as well as links to uh, sponsors, as well as deals you could get from those sponsors. So first I'd like to thank the sponsors of this show. One of them being Skillshare, where I'll have a link below. And if you would like to click on that, you will receive two free months of hundreds of thousands of videos. Well, I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands, but it's definitely thousands of videos uh, on how to's, on anything, any subject really. But for those of you that are particularly interested in uh, Photoshop or photography or cinema or visual storytelling. They have tons of videos on there. And again, you get, to get two months free. What are you doing in quarantine? You can only watch so much Office. You can only watch so much Seinfeld. Uh, you could always watch a lot of Batman. But while you watch Batman, you could be also learning stuff on Skillshare. And I, I told you on the previous show, I got a couple months free of it. And I actually used it to learn a lot and I think helped my photography. Hopefully it helped, but who knows? Okay, after Skillshare, we got Zavi. I'm wearing the shirt, that one of their shirts right now. It's a Spider-Man one. It's Marvel, forgive me. But I really enjoy their shirts. They have a great selection. They have comic book shirts, both Marvel and DC. They have video game stuff. They got NASA gear. They got horror stuff. They got... Basically, anything pop culture they have. They don't have just clothes as well. They have actual Blu-rays. They got video games. They got action figures. So, if you want 
your one-stop source for all pop culture stuff, I would say check out Zavi. Again, I'll have a link below. After that, we got Ready Sets, which if you are a toy photographer and you're looking for a new diorama that's, you know, easy to put away, but also you get tons of use out of it, Ready Sets is the place to be. I'll have that link below. I'll also have a link for Numskull Designs, which is a cosplaying like rubber duck stuff. They have that as like their brand new thing where they have uh, like Ghostbusters, Batman, uh, video game style cosplaying ducks. They're pretty funny. And I'll have a link for that down below. Big Bad Toy Store, of course. Your one-stop place for all things toys. And then Undone Watches. Here's a Batman Undone Watch right here. And they're great watches. I still haven't had to change the battery and I haven't even like paused it or turned it off from turning in at least a solid month, it's still running pretty good. So I, I would say it's a great investment, especially if you enjoy Batman and you are a watch collector. Okay, so that wraps it up for the sponsors. We're gonna go right into your new toy stuff. So my newest toy get, I'm just gonna get right out of the way. Newest action figure I got, uh, and it's not one you're gonna think. I tried looking for the DC Multiverse McFarlane Arkham Asylum Joker and Batman. Still no luck. I've only checked out Target. Again, I fear Walmart just because of a... Uh, and that's going to be a busy place. I don't want to wait in line that long. Especially if I'm not going to even be on the roller coaster at the end of a wait like that. So, My newest figure is from a Diamond Select. And it is the Rocketeer. I did a review for it on my other YouTube. Or actually, I post these now on my other YouTube anyway. So if you check this channel out, you'll find a review for them. I really like them. I really enjoy the movie Rocketeer. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Lots of detail on a figure that was only 16 bucks. And he has all the articulation of any other new figure. He has double elbow. For those of you listening on the podcast, I'm showing him off. So you could uh, check him out on the YouTube later if you're just listening. If you like, or you can just check out my Instagram. But that's my newest figure that I got. Again, I say he's a, he's a great figure. I'm going to try to show off different uses of his accessories and the way I can use them for my Batman figs as well. But overall, I really enjoy uh, this figure. And again, you can't get better value for a figure with that much articulation and much detail for only 16 bucks. So that's my newest toy I get. We did get, I mean, it's not new news, but for some reason everyone keeps posting about it. And I think it's just because they got some official images, uh, like, I don't know, the HD images, even though we've seen a lot of people's images from them from Toy Fair, but it's McFarlane and they're releasing the White Knight Joker slash Jack Napier and Batman figures soon. And the Batman and the Joker both look really, really well done. I really like the way the grapple line could be stored on Batman's uh, belt loop. I think that's pretty awesome. And I also like the fact you get a Jack Napier head sculpt. That could be very useful. NECA, they continue to release uh, their Ninja Turtle animated line. I think it's uh, the third or fourth wave for them with doing that. So check your targets for that, especially. I, I don't know if they, I think they're target exclusives. And I guess that we had on the show before, his name is toysnap.inc on Instagram. He has opened up a store where he has a lot of accessories and uh, dial pieces that you can check out and buy and order from him if you'd like. So definitely check that out. And 
but uh, in terms of a lot of toy news, I don't really have much, at least stuff that caught my eye. Uh, I'm still, as far as I know, Diamond Select still waiting out to see uh, when they should ship the Batman Adventure Continues figures. So, I mean, that's the figures I'm really, really wanting right now. The McFarlane's one I could take or leave. I feel like I'll be able to get those at any time. But I'm really wondering how hard it's going to be to get these uh, Batman Adventure Continues figures. Especially with how the animated figures right now continue to go up in price uh, in, the F in the second market. Like Batmobile, Ventriloquist even has gone up a lot. So I want to get my hands on those animated figures as quickly as possible. Uh, and that's all we got for toy news. In terms of media, the Harley Quinn show, I, I give it two thumbs up. I really do think it is a great show after you get past the first few uh, episodes. I think the second season is way superior to the first season. But you kind of, the first season and all that, you always got to build up and learn the characters and get used to everything. So I highly recommend it. Stargirl, that uh, original series debuted. I haven't seen it yet, but I am going to watch it. I'll probably watch it while I'm uh, while I'm editing this video. And I'll talk about that next week. Ruby Rose is no longer Batwoman. She quit. And if you ever saw Batwoman, you could understand why. So I actually applaud her for getting out and not being not subjecting herself to that humiliation. Um, after that, also, we have a another Bruce Wayne cast, and it's in the Arrowverse. I don't even know the guy's name. I just know that they cast another Bruce Wayne. So there's that. In terms of media, and uh, I mean, the biggest news in media, of course, is the Snyder Cut, which I can't wait for. And HBO Max, is, that's brilliant. They're gonna. I feel like they're gonna get a great amount of subscribers just to see that movie alone. So pretty big news in terms of media and all that. Now, I'm gonna just go ahead and review the, the Batman animated series figure waves this week. And the theme is multiple packs or multiple figure packs. Now the first one is a girl's night out. One, two, oh, I almost had one in there I shouldn't have. It's from another pack. So Girls' Night Out is a pack of five figures, three re-released, two brand new. The two brand new are Supergirl and Livewire from Superman the Animated Series, of course. But they also were from an episode of Batman the New Adventures, or the new Batman Adventures, which of course is Girls' Night Out. And uh, overall, the re-release is pretty good. <clears throat> Excuse me. The only one that has pivot ankles is Batgirl because in our first release she had them and other than that they all have very basic articulation Livewire has a boot cut so upper thigh cut so that's kind of nice but Supergirl she has shoe cut or lower boot cut to get kind of a little bit more articulation in the leg outside of just the knee bend and she can't really spread her legs apart as you can see because she has a skirt However, the paint on the re-release of the Ivy, the Harley, and the Batgirl are a lot better than the first previous releases. And uh, you kind of have to get this pack in order to get Supergirl and Livewire, so you kind of got to get it anyway. 
there aren't any accessories not even extra hands or anything like that it's just literally the five figures and overall i would say this pack is a seven because it does the, the three re-releases you can kind of do without but you can also see why they would warrant being a re-release with the better paint uh, i do really like the addition of live wire and super like i said even though i wish they would have done better articulation on both of them the paint's nice uh, here's supergirl for those looking or watching on youtube she's a very optimistic happy look looks like a hero smiling and uh even live wise got a little mischievous smile and it's cool to also have a a animated universe original character in another action figure form from this line now the second pack of figures or multiple pack is the Dark Knight Returns 3 pack. And that is Carrie Kelly Robin, this gigantic steroid looking Batman. Ooh, almost dropped the mic. And this mutant leader. The only accessory that any of the figures come with outside of Batman and the mutant leader come with extra hands. That's it. Carrie Kelly comes with extra hands and a slingshot. But the best part about her is the way they did her glasses and her face. Uh, none of them have... Only the Mutant Leader and Carrie Kelly have hinge on their feet, but they don't have ankle rockers. The big Batman can't even move his feet up and down. He only can move the boots a little bit, for those watching. And the articulation isn't great, but it is a great design of a very classic iconic legendary comic that was done in bruce tim art and a part of one of the greatest interpret or the greatest batman interpretation of all time in the animated series so if you're a dark knight returns fan and a batman animated series fan this is like a marriage made in heaven for you and i think uh i think any batman fan is definitely going to want this so i would rate this a nine overall just on the cool factor alone and displayability so that, those are the figure waves this week. Pretty simple and straightforward. But I mean, they didn't really put a lot of accessories in with these people. And also, again, they didn't put too much articulation into it or try to upgrade any of these really. In fact, this is the point where they started to get really lazy with the ankles, especially where you could even, like, they just don't even try to cover the joint. You can see the little circle of the joint on all their feet, so. At this point, we're lucky. We're just thankful that they're releasing animated series figures still. And also at this point, a lot of people are really starting to wonder where the original Two-Face, Scarecrow, uh, characters like Grey Ghost, where they are. They haven't been shown or displayed yet. And in fact, next week after that wave, there's a long hiatus from when a new animated figure actually came out. But that's for next week. Now, we're going to do a BTS review, Batman the Animated Series, episode review of Shadow of the Bat Part 1. Shadow of the Bat Part 1 is the first time we see Barbara put on a costume in order to imitate Batman and you know, start that journey of becoming Batgirl. And again, this is a two-parter. 
So they wanted to make sure they put a good story behind it. And, and that's good because again, I mean, it's kind of lame if like in Batman and Robin where she just stumbles upon the cave and all of a sudden she's Batgirl. And how did she, is she good at martial arts? Does she know how to use a grapple gun? It's kind of like, I, it's not fun when stories just do that and make it so illogical that it's hard to uh, ignore and just accept. So we're gonna do this in two parts. We'll do this next week too cover the same episode or the second part but we're not gonna rush it so we started with Rupert Thorne <clears throat> looking over a bunch of goons who are at a warehouse late at night which means they probably shouldn't be there and as they're loading up they hear the GCPD cop cars and from there their guard goes up and they're you know getting ready to have a shootout Batman shows up takes everyone out and uh it's easy peasy, no big deal, no one hurt. And it, they uh, get Thorn in part due to a guy named Gil Mason getting a tip from, he says, a special source. And after hearing this, Bruce Wayne is very suspicious of who the source is and how he knows this stuff. So from there we go to uh, Commissioner Gordon's home where he's seeing Barbara Gordon practicing some gymnastics and kind of teases her that she has a crush on Gil Mason, setting that up as a reoccurring thing. And then we see, not too long after being mentioned, Mason himself appears at the door with a couple of cops and says that Gordon is under arrest. And he said that uh, they got proof that Gordon was taking bribes from Rupert Thorne. And of course, upon hearing this, Barbara is pissed. She can't believe it. She can't believe you know, Gil Mason could do something like that, but he has, he says, you know, it's not me. I'm just, it's my job. I got to, we have evidence. I believe he's innocent as well. So he's a smooth talker. And uh, Barbara, she complains and goes down to district attorney, Jeanette Van Dorn, who says uh, the evidence is pretty solid on her dad and they can't really do anything and that he can't get bail because they'd be afraid that he would flee the country. So she runs in the Bullock and he says, uh, you know, you need to trust your instincts and we'll try as hard as we can to get him out. We believe that he's innocent. And they try to stage a, a rally to gather support so that they could at least get bail for Gordon so he's not in jail. Now, Batman at this point is sneaking into police evidence room to examine uh, this thorn evidence that they said that they have on Gordon. And he goes and tells him in his cell that uh, the evidence looks as though it was forged by someone uh, that wasn't from Thorne's gang, that there's an outside third party. And that, you know, he's still gonna try to uh, get everything taken care of and put down whatever this new organization is. And he also, Commissioner Gordon asked Batman to take care of and look after Barbara, which he eventually will go on to do, even in the Bat family. So Batman, he goes and says, uh, like, what's up to Barbara? He goes, see, checks in on her. And Barbara tells her about the, the rally they want to have to get bail for her dad. And that if he showed up, it could really help in uh, driving home the support and the fact that they, they believe Gordon is innocent. He said that it's not his thing and it's best that she stay out of it too. For her, for her father's sake, so he's not stressed and worried about her. And then uh, he disappears on her, just like he does with Kamish. And 
Barbara says, uh, one way or another, Batman's gonna be there, hinting that she's gonna probably take on the mantle herself. So instead of Batman, Bruce decides to investigate in his Mattress Malone's disguise. And Dick, of course, is upset because Batman is not allowing him to go with him. Bruce suggests that Robin go to the rally to, to at least give uh, Barbara some kind of something. It's not Batman, but at least Robin's showing up. So they go to the rally, which is outside the police headquarters, where we go to the rally. And we see that Gil Mason's giving a speech Commissioner Gordon and right when Robin is preparing to make his appearance and do a little cameo and swing through he sees that someone that looks like Batman does it first and people think it's Batman and from the silhouette it definitely does and it turns out that it was of course Barbara and she put on a homemade uh, bat suit and Robin he goes after her well he wants to go see who she is but after that, we see that a car speeds past and starts to do it. It starts to shoot, a drive-by shooting at the uh, people at the podium. Barbara, just upon instinct, wants to leap into action and she uh, throws a banner down over a window, a windshield, causing it to crash. And then Robin catches up to her right when they're about to go into a fight. And, uh, well, he thinks that there's going to be a fight with them, so he tries to leap into action, but Batgirl runs away, and he grabs a piece of her cow, and the hair falls loose, and he says, oh, girl. And then, like I said, Barbara goes, she's chasing one of the masked thugs, gets into an alley, and uh, pulls off his mask, and a good look at his face. He manages to get away, however, and she has to run before Robin catches up with her. Then watching the news for the incident, Dick notices something strange along with Alfred that uh, while they're watching in slow motion that Gil Mason, right before the drive-by happens, started to duck out of the way early and uh, basically giving away that he knew that it was gonna happen. So after this, we see Barbara going into police headquarters to look through a bunch of mug shots, trying to see if she could find a picture of the guy that she saw that was in the gang, one of the people that shot. And then uh, she does, and she recognizes him, and then she goes over to go to Mason's apartment and let him know that she has some inside information. But right when she opens the door, she sees the guy himself, whose name is Mad Dog, and he's just in the living room and he leaves. And Gil's like, oh, what'd you have to tell me? And basically Barbara knows that he's in on it at this point, or she has a good idea. All right, so after Barbara leaves Gil's, we see Bruce and his matches Malone disguise at a place called the Stack Deck, just a bar. And we see Mad Dog go over to a phone and make a phone call from the booth. And because Bruce is a master lip reader, he's able to uh, he's able to tell where Mad Dog is going to go next, which will lead him to Two Faces Hideout, which we see that's where he, they go. And while he's down there, he makes a little bit too much noise, and Two Face hears him. And they grab him and. Matches Malone slash Bruce tries to say that he's interested in joining Two-Face's gang. And as always, Two-Face, he's a fair man. So he says, okay, we'll let the coin decide. His trusty coin. It comes up scarred and we see that they immediately knock out uh, Bruce. And because there's no Batman, uh, Batgirl says that she's going to 
have to do this all on her own. So she decides she's gonna put on the Batgirl outfit. Uh, the altered version that we see will be her, her actual costume as Batgirl. And she prepares to go out and avenge her father. And that's where part one ends. And we will definitely wait for next week for part two. It's worth it. Batgirl, she didn't get a lot of episodes in the original Batman, the animated series, so I'm gonna stretch this out as long as I can. She got a lot more love in the new Batman Adventures. Okay, now, speaking of Batman Adventures, I'm also gonna talk about the third issue of Batman Adventures Continue. Batman the Adventures Continue from Paul Dini and I think Levine or Levine <clears throat> doing the art. Now, how we start off in the comic is we see Red Hood or Jason Todd, or we don't actually know his real name at this point, but we're assuming. And we always see him on the fringe of the action, always observing the heroes or the, the just the, whatever action's going on. And so we see him walking down the alleyway and he says, oh, it looks like there's gonna be a reboot tonight. And uh, then we see Clayface is He's enraged and upset because we see that there's a reboot of his famous movie, Gangbuster. And that was his, I guess, best role. And he's upset that they're rebooting it. They didn't have him come back in his role, which I love. And this draws the attention of the whole Bat family, minus Nightwing. Batgirl, Tim, and, ba and Batgirl, Tim, and Bruce are all fighting uh, Clayface. And he's humongous, and he even splits in two. And then uh, Batgirl says, hey, Robin, be careful. And Tim says, ah, oh, there's nothing this guy could throw at me. And then uh, we see the reappearance of Annie from Growing Pains, that new Batman adventure episode. And that's just Clayface preying on Tim's emotions, which I love. And then out of nowhere, Deathstroke shows up and they uh, freeze Clayface. And while doing that, Deathstroke chops him up with a sword, which is colored orange, which is weird. And uh, they they take what's left of Clayface, put him in jail. Deathstroke talks a little bit to, about to Batman, and Batman says, "I've only heard Deathstroke use for a code name for uh, a deadly assassin." And Deathstroke plays that off, and he's like, "Oh well, you know the importance of uh, scare tactics. Tonight I'm a hero. I'm a friend." And so he's a. Uh, there, he's just, it's nice. It's good banter, actually. And outside, the comic shows a lot of action, but it's, it's refreshing to have uh, just great dialogue that actually makes sense. It's like, yeah, well, it does make sense that Deathstroke would want people to think that, so. Right now, the Bat family thinks he's friendly. And then from there, <clears throat> we see uh, Batman and Gordon doing research on Deathstroke. And Gordon, of course, says that from what he's seeing, it's like one of the most deadliest guys with a, any kind of weapon. And then from there, we go and we see Batgirl in a chase of Roxy Rocket, another original character of Batman the Animated Series. Batgirl eventually gets her, and they have a nice little back and forth dialogue before Batgirl tries to go back to her bat cycle, and someone's waiting. It's Deathstroke. And uh, he's saying, oh, you know, you're great. You should be working with me and all that sort of stuff. And in order to try to gain her trust, uh, 
also get her identity. He takes off his mask showing who he is and what he looks like and she basically basically says nice try and she just she rolls away and then we get taken to uh, like a family dinner with Alfred, Tim, Batgirl and Bruce and they're all discussing uh, Deathstroke and not only that but at, when she was done talking with Deathstroke they both noticed that they were being watched by Jason Todd. And again, he's just in the, in the shadows and the outlines observing the action. So that's all we've really gotten of him so far. Just little teases of him in shadow. And then uh, at the dinner, they're talking about it. And Bruce is basically saying, hey, just stay away from Deathstroke until I learn more, okay? So I'm sure the Bat family's not going to do anything to go against that in the next issue. <clears throat> which I think is released today when this is going up. And then... We get taken to Deathstroke, who's training, and there's a lot of, like, mannequins of, like, people and assassins and other things. And he's talking to a, uh, sorry, I just took a drink of water. He's talking to a girl. I'm assuming it's his daughter, Rose, but they didn't really say what her name was. <clears throat> and as they're talking back and forth, and... Uh, Deathstroke's doing all these moves on mannequins, just showing his tactical precision with a weapon. They're discussing the whole Clayface thing and how they bribed Matt Hagen with an antidote to turn back to normal because he was so desperate. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and, <laughs> sorry. And uh, instead of an antidote, they gave him something to just make him panic and uh, more anxious which would make him more aggressive, and that would draw the attention of the Bat family, which would allow Deathstroke to show that he is an ally and uh, taking down Clayface, or at least for the time being, pretend he's an ally to get closer to the Bat family, which his ultimate goal is to uh, get to Batman, which is emphasized with him sticking his sword in a Batman lookalike mannequin. So... It's, oh, this is where I feel like this is the best one so far. That's the best dialogue. That's the best little storyline where everything, at the beginning, you're like, okay, why would he do that? Why would he be helping against them? But then it all makes sense. Like, yeah, they purposely gave something to Matt, trying to say it was an antidote. It made him more aggressive, get the Bat family. It's just nice to have good, solid writing. And, I mean... Not only is it rare in comics, it's just rare in general, even in television shows and movies. So, I highly recommend getting this. And I'm going to be going in depth with each uh, issue about a week after it's released, so that way it's not a complete spoiler, but you got some time to read it. So, there, issue four, I think, is dropped today, and I'll be uh, reading that very soon. And we'll, have, we'll be talking about that tomorrow. Now... Fig of the week is kind of a cheat because it's the only only thing I got that's brand new that I really am enjoying shooting. And I got a few uh, Batman crossover shots involved with him. Just this helmet alone is just fantastic. So that's the figure of the week. Now I'm gonna do some. We're gonna do some look at fan art uh, from the things that you guys tagged me in. Slash shoutouts. Let's bring this down. Can I flip this mid thing? 
guess I can flip it. Alright. Okay, so now we're at the fan art portion of the show. We're going to be looking at the stuff you guys tagged me in. So this is a shot from La Pin Cretan 01. Maybe I pronounced that right. The pop hero is Poison Ivy. Then we got Toy Nerds with a humongous <laughs> Batman pop. Looks like a Batman 89 pop. Then we got Ditto Bias with a Dark Knight Returns. Looks like a DC Direct. Original DC Direct figure, not the new version. Then we got Toys of Arkham, a guest on the show. Showing off his hot toy, Deadshot and Affleck Batman. Which again, that's great for the people that invested so much money in Ben Affleck figures because now he's relevant again. With the Snyder Cut coming back out. Oh, I went too fast on that one. Then we got Ditto Bias again with a couple of great figs. A couple of classic looking comic Batman. Steve Grease, I hope I said that right. With a cool, different looking style animated Batman. Got some man bats in there. Which again, that's like a storyline from uh, Damien, or Son of Batman. And there's Damien, there's Talia, Raz Al Ghul. I love this, this is awesome. Thank you, Steve Grizz. Laughing Cretan again, 01. Harley Pop. Neil SCHRO3 with a very cool uh, Bruce Tim animated style Arkham Asylum Joker. Or at least the Arkham series games. Perfect crossover, perfect hybrid. And this is some sick art. Is this the original artist? It says Henry3622 painted. I, don't, I can't tell who the actual artist is, but whoever you are, you did a killer job. Toys Arkham again. It's Avi. <laughs> Luis Armandi Padilla. Luis Armandi Padilla. With a very cool moody shot. It looks like an Arkham Knight Batman. Very cool caveman Batman pop. Toys of Arkham again with a Jared Leto Joker and Batfleck Hot Toy. Slade, speaking of uh, Slade Deathstroke. Steve Grease or Grez. Gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. So I'm going to sound like an idiot. With another very cool animated Batman style cover like comic art style with Bruce looking like he's turned into a Hulk style Batman nice homage to that style of Hulk cover you got Bullock you got Montoya you got Gordon it looks like you got the uh, I don't know if those are supposed to be Secret Society of Shadows this is awesome great edit from James Jonah Jameson collection very cool Mezco Batman with the uh, battle damage cow. Looks like Crime Alley. Good lighting. Let's see where we are. Oh, okay. We got some good stuff coming up from you guys. Toys of Arkham. Classic duel right here from a 
uh, I believe it's uh, Arkham Begins. Ah, it's not Arkham Begins. Crap. Oh. Here's here's the fight. <laughs> DC Rebirth, DC Collectible slash DC Direct figure. Very moody shot. Good lighting. This is very cool. It says it's a throwback and it's from a puppet exhibited at a Batman 80 year anniversary event. And what it is, it's a fusion of fan art. And it says it's from Malaysia, long live the bat. I'm just looking at the hashtags. And it's a very cool looking piece of art. For those of you listening on the, well, I'll just put this on the, uh, this is only be video portion. <laughs> Toys of Arkham with the werewolf. More Deathstroke and Batman from Toys of Arkham. Ooh, Black Cat. EP does it. EP underscore does with a Z D U Z <laughs> underscore it. Very cool Batman of Zuran R. Here's a Mezcoholic pick with. One of the first Mezcos ever made, Dark Knight uh, Returns Batman, the black version, and a Terry Batman Beyond figure, which is very hard to get nowadays. Then we got a very cool piece of art from Neil S-C-H-R-O-3, Neil S-C-H-R-O-3 with a Scarecrow animated piece. And the Scarecrow is designed in the Arkham game series style. Poison Ivy, much the same from Neil S C H R O three. And this is freaking awesome. This is so cool from Steve Grez, and it's a, it's it's a take on Charlie Brown and uh, Lucy, where Lucy pulls the football away from Charlie Brown. It is so funny. Toys of Arkham with Robocop and Terminator Hot Toys. Just Plain Ken with a classic Batman 66 style shot. And uh, he's got a little chain going with Damien and looks like a DC Rebirth Batman. The Batman Who Laughs Funko Pop. Another great, it's a video effect shot. We'll take a look at it. Look at that snowfall, isn't that a gr that's that some atmosphere. That's very nice from lead underscore spaceman 18. Again, a nice little reminder from James Jonah Jameson collection that they're back. Daily underscore Batman underscore sketches. Really cool Batman. Looks like a DC Rebirth style. Really cool edit from Darth Collector. It looks like the Hot Toys Batman vs. Superman Batman. A lot of cool edits. Looks very lifelike. Toys and photography with a very cool, looks like a, a Revoltech Batman. Which, those are the ones with the hyper articulation a lot of uh, comic book accurate poses you're able to do with these guys and it looks like you got a custom wired cape for it which 
Looks a lot better than the cave it came with. Very cool shot. Steve Grez again. It says Batman Day 16, Bad Boys. One of my wife's favorite movies is the 80s vampire classic, The Lost Boys. That was, that was not only effing great, but also directed by Joe Schumacher, who went on to reinvent, then destroy the Batman franchise in the 90s. So this is a great little tie-in to Joel Schumacher's characters, as well as uh, the Batman world and also the Lost Boys. Very cool, very imaginative, very creative. Classic. Morphin Tom 2.0 with a... If you don't know that this is from Crime Alley, then you've never seen anything Batman related. Another fusion piece with an Azrael Batman. That is way sick you see all the he has little claws or talons ways of toys from taiwan the cool lego shot lego batman we got one porcupine with bob the number one and the classic batman it's like the return style, where his arms go up, spread the cape out. La Lopin Cretino One, with two very cool pops: the Hard Act Batman Robot and the Mask of the Phantasm. Another great Funko Pop, Vampire Bat, literally. Toys of Arkham, another great shot from Luis Amampadilla. Toys of Arkham with the gargoyle shot, as he promised. Carpoy <laughs> Funko Pops. With a very cool Batman vs. Superman. It looks like Batman wants to make Superman bleed. Gargoyle. This is a very cool shot. And that concludes the, the fan art. So thank you guys uh, for... All the tags, it's cool seeing the creativity, cool seeing what you guys do. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the how-to portion of the Tyler G Show. And right now I'm gonna show you how I do, how I originally did my first dioramas after I did uh, the, just a lot of photos with the red paper, which I showed you in the first show. So, now I'm gonna take some foam board from the dollar store Sticky notes, hot glue, an X-Acto knife, and I'm gonna make a very uh, practical and cheap diorama that it doesn't look bad in photos, and it will actually last you a long time, and it's cheap. And most times if you contact a diorama maker and ask for a quote and try to figure out what the price is, it's usually never below $200 and that's for like a medium-sized diorama if it's even bigger it could run over $300 $400 so why would you want to spend that much money if you're just getting into toy photography I would say do something like this and learn to hone your craft so let's get right into this I'll show you again foam board sticky notes exacto knife double-sided tape just in case and hot glue. We're gonna put this thing together. 
So I got a couple equal size, not exactly equal size cuts of this foam board. My exacto knife was packed enough so it's not extremely clean cuts, but I'm still gonna get a ton of use out of this. So what I first wanna do is you're gonna get hot glue and of course stick these together. And again, you can build whatever you want. This, I don't, I'm not even gonna tell you what I'm making. Hopefully you'll be able to put it together yourself. In your head and when you're doing it at home, if you do it at home. support system like this so we could have some people standing on it and being able to actually use the diorama so right there that would be hot glue you could get a, a good uh, idea of what it's going to look like from the inside now I'm probably going to have to cut one of these or these to get another support because this is a little long so I think I'll do that right now these guys no part of your phone board has to be wasted we're doing this in real I'm doing this in real time just to show you how easy this could be to get a quality diorama for a 
decent amount price-wise. And when you actually are making it, you don't have to worry about, you know, crap, this is gonna take me forever. I wanna really take some shots with this, but I'm gonna have to build a diorama. Who knows when that'll be done. But what I'm showing you right now is real time making it, and you can see how quickly we're already going. will be what they stand on. So I'll try to use the side that will get as flush as possible. Again, just a little hot glue on the outline of your structural support. You architects out there. Art Vandalay. Double-sided tape from the dollar store. Never actually used double-sided tape. Well, I'm probably gonna use it wrong. I'm just gonna fold it. All right. So we got one window. <laughs> So as easy as that. And I already got a diorama. You already got a diorama built. A Batman over looking up building. So I'm gonna do more of this and uh, I'll show you the finished product. It's either gonna be a screenshot on this actual video or you'll see it in my Instagram. So thank you for joining me. Again, if you wanna just finish the look, you get a black Sharpie and you just paint out the white of the foam. Or you just, at Michael's, they have all complete black where you don't have to worry about the foam being white. That's black as well. But again, easy diorama, cheap. Overall, it costs maybe five bucks to get the materials to make this from the dollar store. And you got something that you can use over and over. You can even use it in background sets for different things and make it, you know, if it's blurry in the background, you don't have to worry too much about the details. So it's something simple, something easy something fun for you to learn to do and instead of paying 300 bucks for a nice diorama and then trying to learn photography you could learn and hone your skills on something like this before you uh learn you know what you like the most and what you're good at so with that hope you enjoyed and uh can't wait for the next how-to